Hi everyone, welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 184. This week's message is, The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. A Psalm of David. Hello everyone, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in. Uh, this week for another blessful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. Uh, I am your host, Timothy Bell, and it is a pleasure to once again be before you to bring forth another encouraging message from the words of God. Um, I just want to start off by saying to everyone, keep your heads up. Keep your heads up. With everything that is taking place in your life. Don't allow it. To cause you. To travel forth in that of life. This journey. This journey of life. That we're living. Day in and day out. To travel forth. In that of dismayment. To travel forth in that with your head. Bowed down. If you're not praying, if you're not having to look down to tie your shoes or to put on shoes or to straighten your clothes, you should be walking with your head up. Walk with your head up. Look forward. Look straight ahead. Face those things that are coming at you. It's not easy to always face the challenges that we have that are coming against us. Because some of those challenges to us, you know, we're, we're, we're fearful. We're fearful of them. We're afraid. And, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, face your fears. Face your fears. And a lot of times that's easily said than done. But I'm here today, my brothers and sisters, to tell you, keep your head up. Keep your head up. I woke up this morning. And just like every morning, you know, I get up, get myself situated, and, you know, I have to get my mind ready to, you know, to wrap around what the day is coming forth towards me as. Get myself up, get myself ready to go, you know, get myself dressed, get myself going, my prayers, uh, and, and begin on and begin on that journey of really just you know walking out that day. Now on the days when I do the podcast, it's pretty much more the same. But you know my prayers are a little different, my thoughts are you know different, my mindset really truthfully is different. And the total reason being is because. I sense things differently on that day. It's like everything that has happened in that week just comes to a head before me. And I really began to do a play-by-play on all the things that have taken place up until that point. And I ask myself, okay, so what has your take been on this week? And, you know, I got to be honest with you. 
the answer back from that question is not always a good answer. But then, it's not always a bad answer either. It's a kind of a in-between. You know, to where I can say, well, you know, this day was, man, I don't know what was up with that day. But, you know, then this other day, it was it was pretty decent. It was nice. It was great. It, you know, I had a good vibe going on that day. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate. You know, we have good days. We have bad days. We have days to where they start off bad, but then they wind up being good. We have days that start off good, and then somewhere in, in, in between, somewhere along the line, it's just like the devil just wanted to release total chaos into your life. But at the end of each one of those days, at the close of each one of those days, what can you say has been the same? What can you say? I'm going to tell you what I can say about my days. At the end of all those days, whether they've been good, whether they've been bad, whether they've been in between, at each closing of one of those days, I can say I made it through another day. And as a new day come forth, I say thank you, Father, for blessing unto me another day of life. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to be straight transparent with you. I don't always have a mindset like that because there'll be some days that close and I'll be like, oh, Lord, thank you. Jesus, this day over with. <laughs> you know, like, man, I didn't never think this was going to end. And there'll be some days that, you know, I wake up and I'll be like, oh, Lord, another day. Don't know what I'm going to be able to do today. You know, I, I, so we all have those moments. We all have those moments where we're grateful that the day is over with. And then we, we, we have those moments where we like, Father, thank you for blessing us to another day. And then we have those moments where the day come forth and we're like, man, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to deal with this another day. You know, our mindset be set already on what's going to take place that day. Instead of giving the Father thanks for granting us life. So the whole point of what I'm trying to make and the whole reason why I even said those words, those few words like that, is because we have to be mindful. We have to be careful of our mindset. You get what I'm saying? Because the mind is a battlefield of the devil. That's where he plays all his tricks and all releases all his schemes and stuff over your life. That's where all the deception and deceit tries to come in and play. I pray each and every morning to be thankful that I, I not just wake up, but I wake up witnessing a day in sound mind and right mind. Because you can wake up, man, and you can be done lost your mind. And people, you know, people ask, well, what does that mean anyway to lose your mind? That means you have lost all capability of even thinking. Consciously, not only, but with some common sense. Being aware and coherent of what's going on around you to be able to respond in a fashion, in a manner to where you're making righteous decisions, at least somewhat making a righteous decision. You know, being able to think for yourself, you ain't got nobody saying, oh yeah, what you meant to say was this and what you're going to do is this and this and this and this and this. Can you just imagine that? Each day having someone think for you? Telling you what you're going to do? Oh, yeah, you're going to go over here today. 
You're going to go there. Oh, this is what you're going to do. You're going to eat this food, and this is how you're going to eat it. This is what you got to do in order to prepare. It's basically like someone tell, giving you step-by-step instructions on how to live your day. Well, you say, well, Brother Tim, isn't that kind of what the Word of God does for us? Yeah, in some regards, but not so in detail like that. Because see, what the point I'm trying to make is that if you wake up, you have lost your mind. You're not in sound mind and right mind. You don't went crazy. You have no common sense thinking. You have no rational rationale. There's, there's, there's nothing. God's word is of truth. His word adds knowledge, not takes it away. It doesn't cause you to lose knowledge. It causes you to gain knowledge, truthful knowledge. Not the knowledge of the world, not the knowledge of the social, you know, society of the world, but truthful knowledge. Rational thinking knowledge. Now, it may not be rational to those who are non-believers and th those who, who choose to just, you know, not be receivers of knowledge. You know, it's going to seem like foolery to them. But... <clears throat> Isn't that sometimes, isn't that how the word of God comes across to some of those who think they just know it all? It sounds foolish to them. You know, but it, it, but God's word is so simple and he does things so simple sometimes that, you know, it, it causes people to be dumbfounded. The ones that is who think they know it, you know, know everything and you know, and, and think that, you know, everything is supposed to be their way. And But, my brothers and sisters, I really didn't come before you today to really get off on that subject. Um, I, I've i really had some things take place in these last few days, and I'm just, I'm taking another day to really just wrap my head around what has taken place. I'm taking another day as I sit here and bring forth this week's encouraging word unto you at the same time i'm just taking another moment to really just wrap my head around around what has taken place in my life wrap my head around what really what i've had to deal with with one particular person and and, and not just one particular person but then also with other people that i've had, I, I've, I've encountered and i've had some moments with But I spent some time with somebody this this these these last few days. Um, well, a couple of days out of these la out of this last week, and I'm not bringing up no names. You know, I I I I, I be respectful to those who I share time with, and if it if something arise in a moment of time that we share time with and we fellowship, I I I I, I generally keep that to myself. I generally I will not put their name out there. I will not say anything that would that would show any or point any direction to that of their identity. Why? Because out of out of respect. And if there's anything that um or any way that I really need to speak forth uh something that would identify who they are, I I, I speak it towards God. 
and that of my prayers and that of my thoughts and that of my time of counseling before him. But when it comes to my audience, that through that of the, this podcast, there are some things I I I I do my best to be transition with transit translucent with you but at the same time transparent with you but at the same time i know that privacy is 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 golden and you know out of respect i try to you know give privacy to those that i know especially in the times and moments when it is is needed uh but with that being said i share some time with someone that was a friend that is a friend and Um, and in that moment in time, those last few hours, I just really had a whole lot go through my mind. A lot was heavy on my heart. It still is heavy on my heart. And I'm still sorting out some things in my thoughts and allowing God to work on my heart, allowing Christ to, to really just keep me in that loving mindset. Um, Because I got to be honest with you. Each and every moment we grow. Each and every encounter. You know we grow with each and every encounter. With another human being. We grow with each and every encounter with God. Through that of prayers. Or through that and, and that of counseling. Um, we grow. And each and every. You know we, we become humble. If, if you're not. If you don't sense yourself becoming humble becoming more humble each and every time you go through a situation or if you don't sense yourself growing in that of God you know it is in that of his word you know beginning to really get a more understanding beginning to really see how his word his word is working in you and to really see yourself growing on a intellectual level spiritually that you were not before and then those around you they're not on that level i had a conversation with uh a couple of people some days ago and i was just sitting there as they say shooting the breeze and you know just kind of talking about some things and i mentioned to one of them i said you know i'm very cautious about what i say around people i said because not everybody can take what i say and that's not me trying to be arrogant and say that, you know, I know all this and that I'm, you know, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a knower of all things. No, uh, I, I don't put that title on myself, nor am I trying to be boastful of myself, because if I'm going to boast about something, it's going to be about God's word. It's going to be uh, I'm going to be boasting in that of the Lord, but not in myself. You know, I, I, I you know, as words say, let others do that. You know, don't don't take up that 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 assignment and do that you know as that of yourself uh for you towards yourself or of yourself um but anyway uh talking with that person or with those persons but then uh at that moment i i was telling one of them i said yeah i just i'm mindful i said because you know i have thoughts about things and, and some of you can relate i'm pretty sure you can the way you you you're sitting it's like you have thoughts about some things and you be like Nah, I ain't gonna say nothing because you you don't say anything in fear of that someone may think you are crazy. 
Some women think that you have lost your mind because you comprehend some things differently than what they do. Well, in rightfulness, yeah, you do have to be mindful because sometimes the way that we comprehend some things, you know, if we speak on it, yeah, it could, it could, it, it, it could cause people to look at us differently. It could cause people to perceive us differently, to receive us differently. To have different thoughts, to look at us in a way that they've never looked at us before. Uh, so yeah, it, it does help to be mindful of what you say, when you say it, and even also how you say it. Because, and then who you're directing what it is you say at. You know, who, who you directing it towards. But, I was just sharing with him, I said, yeah, you know, I'm... I have a lot of things that come to heart, but I'm mindful about who I share it with and at what times I share it because I know that everybody can comprehend everything, you know, and I, and some people don't want to hear it. But, you know, I sit and I, I'm, I'm able sometimes to look at a situation and read in between the lines and I see stuff that I know nobody else don't see. I pick up on things that I know nobody else ain't picked up on. And sometimes I'll say something, sometimes I won't. But more than likely, I probably don't. Because, like I said, not everybody can get it, man. And then people look at you, you know, you know they don't receive it, you know, the way that you would hope they would. Because some people, you know, think, you know, look at you and think, you know, you know, you think you're all that. You think you're smart because you was able to see this and you was able to... To, to, to get an understanding of that and everybody else didn't have an understanding so now you think you you all this and you're going to be all boastful. No, I ain't trying to be boastful. Because just like others may have been unaware or unknowledgeable concerning one thing that I was able to pick up on, hey, the shoe could be on the other foot. I could, it could be vice versa. I could be unknowledgeable on something and you might pick it up. I've always, and I, I, I remember that in my time of being a leader in ministry, I remember telling all those who would come in and they had an interest in being a part of that particular ministry that I was over. And, and those that were already there, I would always tell them, I say, look, man, you know, everybody's got something to share. Everybody's got something to, to contribute to the ministry. I said, that's the reason why you're all here. Well, it's not just because you desire to be here, but it's because you have a place here and you have something to offer. And, and, and God knew that you had something to offer. And that's why he laid it upon your heart to want to be a part of this ministry. So it's my duty as a leader of this ministry to know, to be able to pick up on what it is that you have to offer to this ministry. And to help you bring that forth and utilize it in this ministry. So that not just as this ministry thrives, but that so you will thrive. Because God will bless you for doing what it is that he laid upon your heart to do and be a part of. Okay, so I would always tell people, look, don't feel bad or don't feel, you know, uh, withdrawn from something because you feel that, oh, you know, I know. But if I tell someone, they're going to think that I'm trying to be a know-it-all. They're going to think that I'm trying to be a smart addict. They're going to think, they're going to think, they're going to think. Well, it's all in the pre presentation. How you present yourself 
and how you say some things to people does cause them to perceive you a certain way and then does have an un, have an understanding not only but to treat you a certain way okay so i'm not saying you have to be like you're walking on eggshells you know but don't be too arrogant about things you know because that that will cause people not to not, that will cause people not not only to treat you a certain way but it will cause them not to listen and not to try to tune in and try to be uh perceiving of what you're saying and so therefore the whole purpose the reason why god bless you with what it is that he bless you with to share and to do among other people it won't get no blessings it won't get done it won't it'll be as of null and void because the whole purpose of it is to get the attention of everyone else so that it can see the work of god is good not only that but to knowledge bring knowledgeableness of that of god's wisdom unto them and to be a blessing and the furtherance of God's kingdom. So you can't be a blessing to no one. You can't bring forth the goodness and the work, nice, uh, the wonderful works of God's hand. If you are using what is given unto you in an arrogant way to where people don't want to have nothing to do with you. Then it's like they're not receiving nothing from you then. Because they're tuned out. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. They tune out. So how can they pick up on what it is God is wanting you to bring forth? If they just totally tuned out for me, their heart is closed. That's like trying to put money in, in a closed fisted hand. So that's why I say you have to be mindful of how you present yourself to people. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but you got to have an understanding. If you don't have an understanding on how to present that knowledge unto people, if you don't have an understanding how to bring forth God's word, then guess what? Then you just someone walking around full of knowledge. <laughs> and nobody's taking use of it. Because you don't know how to utilize. Um, you don't know how to work yourself in a way to where that knowledge comes out. And, 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 and is perceived the way it needs to be perceived from others. Now you say well bro Tim you know I, I, I think I, I you know I think I you know do a pretty good job and. You know, and bring forth, you know, God's word. I think I do good and explain it to, you know, I'm very careful and mindful. But people just seem to not. Well, listen, just keep doing what you're doing. If you know one without a doubt that you're bringing forth whatever this God laid on your heart. You're bringing forth it right. You know that you're doing right on how you not only say it, but present, you know, in a way that you, you know, you don't have no attitude, you know, you're not being boastful, you know, you're not eager to, you know, all these things. And it just seems like people are still not receiving. Listen, you're going to have moments like that. I had a mentor tell me uh, when it came to business, she said to me, she said, when you're doing a presentation, and you have something that you want to share to someone. And you have a crowd of people. Or you have a room of people. Or you're com commanding or you're sending forth uh, a set time for people to come. And be receivers of this knowledge. She says two things. She said one. She said first of all. If no one don't show up but one person. She said then you give the attention to that one person. And you speak to them like you're speaking to a room full of people. You know, you treat it, you, you, you just act like you, you got 50 people that you're talking to and just give your all. 
And the same thing goes if you get a room of people, 50 to 100 people, but it seems like you only got the attention of maybe five, then you give that five your attention. If everybody else just like they don't want to pay attention to you, like they don't, then guess what? But you notice five people are really into what you're saying and they want to receive what you're saying. Then you continue on and give your knowledge. Let the knowledge of that what God has laid upon you to speak, speak it. And let it be given unto those five. Because see, at the end of the day, there's going to always be somebody that ain't going to get it or don't want to get it. Okay? But that doesn't mean you need to stop what you're bringing forth because, because of that. No, keep going because there's, there's someone that wants to get it. There's someone that really wants their life to change. And they're going to put forth the initiative to do so. Now, now, let's talk about, because the situation that I have with this particular person, and I, I, I ask myself, I go over thoughts in my mind all the time, and I'm asking God, what, what is it about this person? Why is it that I have not been able to completely turn away from this person? And I looked at all the factors, I looked at all the things that could possibly be and and I thought about it. I said, no, it ain't, it ain't, it's not that. I said, something to where I feel like, in some way, I feel like I'm accountable for them. And then in another tone, I feel like I'm needed. Like, no matter what happened between us, no matter how I feel, don't feel, no matter... How upset I get, no matter how disappointed I get. The bottom line is that that person needs me. And me being a, if I consider myself to be a disciple of Christ for the glory of, unto that of my Heavenly Father, then guess what? And if, hmm, thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. And if me fellowshipping with this person, if me sharing with them what I have on my heart, and what I what I have learned, what experience I have in certain things and within certain different areas in that of life, if me sharing that with that person keeps me in line, and then also sharing what the Word of God is from what I've learned unto this person or persons, now that's me keeping in the line of being of that of the disciple because I'm sharing the Word of God, the Gospel of Christ, with them from that which I've learned. And matured in. And then also. And doing that. I'm glorifying God. So if I'm doing this. And if that's what it's meant for me to do. Then why do I. Why, why should I turn away from it? And then that's what I asked myself. I said well am I doing what it is. That God's want me to do concerning this person. And. You know, as many times I said, man, I feel like cutting this person like an umbilical cord. I feel like just cutting them, <laughs> just cutting them loose and just, you know, just let them go. Um, but every time when I have that mindset to do so, it's like that thought, like I just said, that comes to me like there's an assignment. There's an assignment concerning this person. And then I ask myself, am I doing my assignment? Am I completing my assignment? You know what I'm saying? You you ever had that 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 feeling to where 
you back away from something, but at the same time, you feel that you're needed or that you need to finish what it was that you was doing and that you backed away. But your time there is not done. Or your communication or your 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 time in in, in, in fellowship, you know, working with that person or with that particular place or with whatever is not complete. Now I've had moments where I felt, I'm gonna tell you this has happened to me more than twice, but um I've had moments where I had a strong feeling like it was time for me to just leave. You know, it was time for me to just go, time for me to back away, time for me to just, you know, move on. And each and every time when I've had that feeling, I know one time in particular, when the first ever time I first ever had that feeling, it was concerning me leaving my hometown. And I had friends there, you know, and of course, you know, I, I still wanted to kind of hang with them. But at the same time, you know, I kind of seen that they didn't look like they were doing anything. Uh, you know, it just seemed like it was the same old, same old. The whole area just seemed like it was going through the same. And it's like every time I would go over there, it just seemed like I was going and stepping back into a time war, you know, stepping back into a time. Like, it just, like, seemed nothing changed. But things were changing, but it just seemed like they weren't changing to me. And I believe that it was like that for a reason because that was a hint and that was a push for me to stay where I was at and move forward. But it was in those moments that I realized that, yeah, this place is no longer for me. And I believe that we have to come to an understanding of that more often than we think. Um, because, you know, we, we hear people say, oh, well, it's your season. It's your season. Uh, or your season's not over. You know, God's not finished with you yet, this and that. And we hear things like that. And I think we take that as a whole saying, well, God's not finished. We take that as a whole saying that, you know, we take that as a whole of our life that God's not finished with. Well, there could be times where certain situations you can be in the midst of and you'll want to get out of them situations but God's not finished with you concerning those situations where you're at. But we're wanting to get out of it, want to get away from it. Want to, we, we want to, matter of fact, we would do everything we possibly can think of to get the heck out of there. But then yet, every time we do it, what happens? We find ourselves right back there again. And I remember telling this friend that you ever thought that maybe it's meant for you to stay there? Now, I'm not saying stay, stay, stay there. But you ever thought that maybe it's meant for you to stay where you at for a moment and focus on doing what you need to do to stand on your feet, to, to become stabilized? As God is wanting you to do to get, to get and see. Because what he's wanting you to have. It starts right there. And. That's how I feel. And I feel the same way about me. Because. I stayed in the area that I was in. For a long time. And I when I tell you I hated that area. I, I grow to hate it. And I know that's a strong word. That's a strong word. Um. But I grow to dislike that area. And, but at the time and the moment that I was living in that area, I took it with somewhat of pride. 
And the reason I say that is because what I was doing and where I was at, I took pride in it. Because I understood that it's not, it's not permanent. That's not the end goal for my life. That's not my end blessing. That's not the finalness of what God has for me. But it's what he has for me for the moment. And if this is where I need to be at for the moment, then let me just make the best of it for the moment while working on everything else to position myself to be ready to a certain point so that when the opportunity comes, I can step into what else he has for me and I can step into it moving forward and not, you know, not being stagnant because, you know, you can step forward not ready and then when you get into whatever it is that's open for you, you're standing there stagnant. So therefore, you're not able to truly walk into it, embrace it, and then move forward into it and take the benefits, take the, you know, reap the, the blessings fully of it. Because you stepped into it being stagnant. You stepped into it not being prepared. So, I just plundered, man, these last few days, and that's just what I was thinking about. And, you know, I was thinking about that this morning. Uh, as I was preparing for the podcast, and, and I, I just want to share this with you. And the whole point of me bringing it to you and sharing it with you is not just because it was on my heart, but also I, I just just sense that it's something that needs to be heard. When you're dealing with a lot of situations in your life, and you have that sense of, I just want to leave, I just want to leave, I just want to go here, I want to do that, I want to go, I just want to get away pray hear me when i say this pray and ask god is that what you want me to do ask him is that what you want me to do and not just that though my brothers but ask to be of discerning so that you can sense when the time is right for you to go so that you can start sensing certain things because i'm gonna tell you certain things will start coming into play that will indicate to you that, yeah, it's, 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 it's time for me to go ahead and pull up out of here. And when that moment comes, start, you, you should, when, when God starts showing you different things, when you start getting that kind of like inkling, as they say, in your spirit, and you know, you start feeling kind of off a little bit, you should already be working on yourself. But at that moment, that's when you, if you are not, you need to go ahead and start. Hear me what I'm saying. You should already be working on you. And when I say working on you, I mean, you know, getting yourself situated. Like if you don't have transportation, do what you got to do to try to get some transportation. If you don't have a job, do what you got to do to get, get a job. Hold down that job. Set yourself up to where when you get paid from that job, that that money is going into an account. And that, that money that's coming into that account, that is going into another account to put money back for savings. And then sit and figure out a budget. Look at what you are obligated to pay. You know, at that moment and then set yourself and say, okay, this is what I got to pay out of the money that I'm getting. And this is what I'm going to have left afterwards. Okay, so I already saving. I already got money coming out going into the savings. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, let me figure another small amount. Let that come out and I can use that to, to invest or I can use that to, you know, to, 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 to start a business or whatever. Begin to start setting yourself up. And making financial moves. If you don't know how, 
I always tell everybody to go to YouTube University. But at the same time, go to someone that you know that's in your community or maybe in your family or maybe a friend or maybe a friend's family that you may know of that seems to have a pretty good mindset, a, a, a pretty strong business-wise or whatever, financially-wise, and, and sit down and, you know, ask to, to, to sit down and talk to them. The point I'm trying to make is reach out to somebody that has the knowledge. Reach out. The worst thing they could tell you is no. That's the worst they can tell you. And then you go and you try to find somewhere else. It's the worst they can say to you. But in other words, get the knowledge. Go for it. Search for it. Seek it. And pursue it. The word tells us to seek and pursue. Not just to look for it, but to pursue it, man, with diligence. That means don't give up no matter what happens in your life. No matter what comes up, don't give up. Don't give up. I said this a few uh, episodes back. I said, I got three words for you. Don't give up. Now, all, you know what I mean? At that point and at the time, I was talking about, you know, your, your faith walking that of God, you know, and, 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 and when you have things that are coming against you and when you have temptations and everything, and if you slip and you trip, you know, whatever you fall, don't stay down. Get up and, and repent and move on. Don't give up. Keep going. Because what's going to happen is eventually whatever is trying to latch itself onto you permanently, whatever's trying to keep you down, whatever's trying to bind you and hinder you and keep you in that of slavery or sin, guess what? You have already been freed from it. But now you got to free your mind. Your flesh has been... <laughs> you have been forgiven of what your flesh has done in that of sinful nature. And under the moment of that of, sin, of, of, that of the slavery of sin, now, release your mind. You hear what I'm saying? Release your mind now. Oh, my God. We have to begin to have an understanding of the things that are taking place in our lives, brothers and sisters. God is wanting us to have better. God is wanting us to do better. And some of us, we're stuck. You know, I look at myself sometimes and I say, I, I've even said it and I try not to say it. Because I, I know the powerfulness of that, of the words that we allow to be spoken from our mouths and roll off our tongues. That powerfulness is that of the difference between life and death. So I try to be mindful of what I say. If I do have to say something, I, 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 I make sure that I specify, okay, I'm speaking facts. I am not speaking anything upon nobody nor upon myself. I'm not speaking a curse. But at this moment, I am speaking facts. Now, I know some of you say, oh, well, what's the difference? You're speaking it. But, you know, that I'm not going to get into all that. The bottom line of what I'm saying is this. Don't give up on that which has been given unto you to do. Don't give up on trying and putting forth effort to have a better life, to live a better life, to do better, to be upright before God, to be holy, to be sanctified before God. Don't give up. Because, yes, there are a lot of us who have been uh, baptized, rinsed and cleaned by the Holy Spirit. We've given our lives up and so and so and so. But we're under attack. We were so strongly under attack. And, and, and a lot of times people don't understand that. <laughs> 
when you are under such a saturation of attack, when you have such a sinfulness heavy down upon you, yes, people can say, oh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to let that go anyway. You want to, you want to wallow in that sin. You want to do that. You don't want to let go. Because if you want to let go, you'll let go and your life will be free from sin. Okay, that could be the case with some of us. Okay, that could be the case. We don't want to let go of that sinful life. We like it too much and we don't want to let it go. But yet at the same time, we want to be saved. We want to be right before God. And then there could be uh, those of us who uh, have really, truly having a hard time. We're struggling with it. And we really, uh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what, what we need to say and how, how we need to do or go about things. And, you know, we, we just heard someone say that if you give your life to Christ, you can be free from the sin. You know, and we do that and we, we just show that we still are not, we, we need guidance. We need people to be there. We need, we need to be in the monk, in the midst of some people. We need, to, we need to be accountable. And then there's those who are being accountable. There's those who are amongst those who are watching over. There's those who are praying for them. And, and, but we still are being attacked. We still are being buying down. We still have something latching on to us. And it's so bad sometimes that we don't even want to be around nobody because we're so fearful and we, we're so embarrassed. We're so ashamed that, oh, I, I slipped and I did this and people are not going to understand. And, then, you know, no one's going to, you know, going to understand what, what was going on with me. And, and then everybody's going to think that I just want to do this on purpose. And, no, and but I'm really focusing and trying to get free of this with this thing which won't leave me alone. And my brothers, my sisters. That's when I say, don't give up. Just those three little words, don't give up. Because see, while you may not have someone that you can turn to and sit and spend time with and read the word with and meditate and pray and, and just hang out with, joke and laugh and, and help keep your mind focused off of things that have been pulling you in. Back to that life of sin. You may not have that, but you know, you do have the word. You do have that free time. You can sit in, 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 in a nice and quiet place and get before God spiritually, quietly, and talk, and pray, and cry out. Don't give up on what's been laid upon your heart to do. If it's laid upon your heart to just take a night and just get to yourself, read the Bible, then do that. If it's laid upon your heart to just get somewhere for maybe 30 minutes and just pray. It ain't got to be nothing miraculous. It ain't got to be, you know, ground shaking. Because guess what? If the ground need to shake, God going to shake the ground. Just when you speaking your words. You know what I'm saying? We sit back and we try to think that we need to get so much from ourselves in order for things to happen. You got to understand if we speak, if we believe. The word tells us we believe with our heart and speak with our mouth. That Christ is Lord, that he is the son of God. We'll be saved. The word tells us this. Believe in your heart and speak with your mouth. So I'm saying to you, if you believe in your heart. That it is so. And you speak it with your mouth. It shall be so. Because it's already so. You know, I thought about some things.
that I can look at in my own life. And I say, you know, well, well, Tim, why you keep doing this? Well, Tim, why you going to do this? Tell him, well, you know you should do that. And tell him, you know, you shouldn't go that way. Tell him, you know, you should this. My brothers and sisters, we have so many things going on with us. We seem like a lot of times we're being pulled in several different directions. But there's only one true direction, and that's the direction that, that God is wanting us to go in. We can't please the world. The word already tells us that it's impossible to please man. And while we're trying to do things that be pleasing unto that of our, our families, and especially that of our parents, because we want to honor them and we want to do what's right with them. But you ever thought that sometime by honoring them, the best thing you can do is make sure that you receive and open yourself up to all the knowledge possible through that of God. And that you walk out what has been laid upon your life, that of God. Because see, everything else is going to come. Everything else that is meant to be that for you, it's going to come to you. Everything that we that everything that you chase is not worth having. Not everything you chase is worth having. See, that's probably not gonna go over too well with a lot of people. It it made me think about something. Cause I'm like, well dang, what what am I chasing that I that's not worth having? <laughs> you know, and we think about it. I mean, think about it. Take time to think about that. Because I've heard someone say that. I don't remember exactly where I heard that originally from. But not everything that you chase after is worth having. So if that be the case, why are you chasing after it? If it's not worth having. Because if you if you get it, it's not worth having. And then you, when you get it, you're going to be like, man, why did I waste my time on this? Thus are some things of that of life. It's not worth having. It's not worth going through the aggravation and the, and, and the, the whole just process of it. You know, I mean, we all want to live good. We all want, we all want to have a wonderful life. And we all, let, let's be honest, we all want some possessions. We all want to have some assets. You know, we all want to have a, a, a nice car or a decent car. You know, some of us always, you know, we would we, we, we like to have a brand new car at least once in our lifetime. But, you know, to be honest with you, if you understood the way those things depreciate, and if you understood how the, uh, the, 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 the possibility of it having more mechanical issues or having just as much mechanical issues as a used car would, then you wouldn't waste your time trying to get a new one. You'd get you a nice, good shape used car. Now, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? If you have the ability to get you a new car and it ain't going to put you out there, then, hey, do that. Enjoy that experience. Enjoy it. God opened up a door for you to be able to do it. Then, hey, I ain't knocking you, man. I ain't mad at you. I ain't trying to hold you back. Do it. Experience that. That You know, go for it. And experience that opportunity. And live it. Okay? Be wise with it, but live it. 
we, we, we chase after so many things that is of this world that really, if you sit back and think about it, you, you really would truly, truly ask yourself, why am I wasting my time? Now, we all would want to have a car, like I said. Decent car, nice car. Some of us, we see some nice cars out there. And we were like, man, I would like, I would not mind having that. Man, I wish I could get that. And a lot of times we'll live, I hope we'll live a good portion of our lives working hard, busting our butt, as they say, to get the money up to buy something like that. Whether it be a house, <clears throat> whether it be a car, to all have it be gone. You know, we, we say, oh, the American dream or the life-held dream of having this and doing this and doing that and going here. I'm not sitting here saying it's wrong. But what I'm sitting here saying is that I think a lot of times we go about it the wrong way. I mean, I can even sit back and think to myself that, yeah, all those years that I worked hard and said, yeah, you know, I'm working hard because I want to make sure I... I hold on to this house. I want to make sure I hold on to this car. I want to position myself to, 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 to have better. I want to position myself to where I can leave my kids something. I can do something for my kids that I was unable to do or that my parents was unable to do for me. You know, and I, and I, I was talking with my daughter and I was telling her, my youngest daughter, and I was telling her, I said, you know, the reason why dad is doing this and doing that, the reason why I'm trying to set this up and set that is because... I'm trying to give you something that daddy didn't have. I'm trying to set you up to be receiver or at least begin to have some knowledge on something that could be a good asset in your life that dad did not have. Because the knowledge that I'm getting and that I'm trying to share with you, dad didn't have not, you know, have access to that knowledge. It's not that the knowledge wasn't there, I just didn't have access to it. I didn't even think, you know, I didn't even have that, didn't even come across my mind that, well, if I do this, that, that, and that, then I would have, you know, I would be able to position my life a little bit better financially. I didn't have that. And, you know, I'm not, there's nothing negative against that of my dad because I'm sure he didn't have no knowledge of, he didn't have no knowledge of. If he did, he would have shared it with me. So, the one thing he did share with me, the one thing he did make sure I had in my life, and that's the knowledge of God. He made sure I knew God. That within itself is valuable. And will open the doors to all these other things. that I'm, I'm one of the things I'm mentioning now and other things that I have mentioned in the past. But my brothers and sisters, I'm going long in my time and in, 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 in bringing this message to you. But I just wanted to, I just had to just vent a little bit on that. That. Don't give up on things, man. You know, it's it's hard already as it is, I know. You got a lot going on. Things seem to keep happening. You seem like every time you move five feet, you get pushed back 20. You move 20 feet, you get pushed back a mile. I get it. Trust me, I get it because I'm living it. But in all that, in all the scheme, the great scheme of things, I say to you, don't give up. Because see, what's, what's, what's going to happen is eventually you're going to hit that mark. And when you hit it, the gratification of it all. Oh, my God. The word tells us that there's nothing, that there is no suffering that can equal to the gratification, the glory of that which is yet to be revealed unto us. 
the glory that is yet to be revealed us. The present sufferings can matter. There's no I mean, In other words, meaning there's nothing that you could be suffering from that will outweigh what the glory going to be revealed in you when that time comes. And we, we, you know, this, there's a lot going on with Christianity right now. You're hearing a lot of things about, oh, is this real? Is that real? Is that true? What part of it is true? And it's a lot you're hearing right now. A lot of people talking about different things, you know, concerning Christ. And is it true? Is Jesus really truly the Messiah? Or was it so-and-so Messiah? You know, did he truly die on the cross or did so-and-so die on the cross? And Jesus didn't die on the cross. Did this happen? Did this happen? Did that happen? Did this happen? So, so much going on. Okay, this book missing, that book missing. It's so much out there right now. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, just, I look at it like this right here. If you want to know, if you're curious on wanting to know what a book reads like, read it. But in reading it, you take this in mind now. You, you're opening yourself up to some knowledge that might not be necessarily wise to open yourself up to. But if you that if you curious if you curious like that, you know if you just feel hey look I got I need to know because I need to be able to make a sound judgment call and I feel that the only way for me to make a sound judgment call is that I need to know everything or at least know as much as I possibly can. Okay, then well, you do what's on your heart to do. I, I you know I I'm not telling you to go and read everything but what i am saying is that if that's what's laid on your heart to do if that's what you're sensing within that of yourself to do then do what you're sensing to do do what you you sense and what you you know if you prayed about it and you then do what you know do what is revealed to you to do that's all i'm gonna say just do whatever is revealed to you to do okay go in the path of that which is laid before you to go because there's a reason behind it and that's all I'm going to say. I, I have to move on. Um, but once again, I thank everybody for taking time out to be receiver of this week's message. Um, it's very a blessful thing to know that everyone is seeking the word of God and seeking the encouragement that is within that of the word of God and seeking that guidance and in need of that refueling through that of the strength of Christ and, 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 and need that knowledgeable wisdom of the Father. So that is wonderful, and I'm thankful for God giving unto me the ability to bring forth to you in the willingness and desire to continue to keep doing so. Heavenly Father, thank you for your blessings and guidance and nourishing. Oh, Father God, through that of your word, I thank you, Father God, that you have not opened our eyes only, but you have opened our hearts and been blessed one to us in that of your patience, forgiveness, and, oh, Father God, in that of your love. So I thank you for all that has been given unto thee. I thank you for its releasing unto that of my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I pray that it will continue to be able to perceive that of your word so that it can receive and that it will walk out in their lives if you have spoken it to be in the name of Jesus. May all be receiveth of this message as they perceive it and may it work out in their lives the way that you desired it to do so in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. A song of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. 
Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, my brothers and sisters, once again, once again, David, David, man, you know, I read in the word and David, I had to, I, you know, I know I say something about David every time when I read from Psalms, but I, I got to be truly honest with you. David, really, he, he really just has me understanding that like that, you know, and I, I just think about it and David just, he truly brings forth the word and I, I get caught up a lot of times when I'm reading Psalms. And, you know, and, and just to read this right here, and I know a lot of you have read this passage before, and it has really, like, touched you. It's touched you in a way, especially when, you were, when you're in a situation and you just, like, feel like you ain't got nothing. You know, you just feel like you're so in need. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I need this and I need that, and I don't, you know, you don't feel like you have what you need. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He said, I like nothing. He says... He makes me lie down in green passes. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Now, let me start right there. <laughs> he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Hear, hear that part right there now. Hear that part right there. Because see, if you know what a shepherd is, and you know what sheep are, you know that sheep have a shepherd, and who take care of the sheep? The shepherd does. Who lays down a life for that sheep? The shepherd does. So that's the scenario. That's that's the example that 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 David is giving because the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That is his job. That is what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to take care of them. He's supposed to make sure that they have. He is supposed to be there. You feel what I'm saying? But the Lord has taken it one step forward. He is there. And that's what David looked at. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He watches over me. He takes care of me. Make sure I have everything that I need. That I need. He says, I like nothing. <laughs> he makes me lie down in green pastures. Like, you know, in other words, like, hey. He, 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 you know, he, 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 he blessing me to where I can just lay down and chill and be at peace, be at rest. Oh, my God. He leads me beside quiet waters. In other words, saying I ain't going to always be in a rough sea. Ain't going to always be no chaos going on in my life. He refreshes my soul. Brings life to me. When I feel weary and down at times. He refreshes me. He lifts me up, helps me to understand that all this that's taking place is just for a season. He refreshes my soul. Mm, my God. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. See, Jesus ain't going to let you get lost. <laughs> you get lost, it might be all because of you. That's on you. Because if you follow the Lord, he's going to take you where you need to go, and he's going to have you on the right paths. So if you get lost, that's because you want to take that detour, not him. 
guides me along the right path. For his name's sake. See, because his name is on the line. See, you get you get that? Oh, Shabbalah. Even though I walk through the darkest valleys. Now, see, there's going to be some dark times, my brothers and sisters. We in them right now. We in them right now. <laughs> Y'all better listen to this right here. We in them right now. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They would say, hey, I mean, look, bro, I ain't worried about nothing. He said, I mean, look, matter of fact, he said, I'm going to tell you how so not worried I am. He said, I wish something would jump out right now. He said, I wish something would try to jump and present itself and challenge me right now. He said, I ain't worrying about it. He said, because the Lord is my shepherd. He is my strength. He is my song and my salvation. So, yeah, go ahead. Jump if you're feeling, leap, you know, if you're feeling froggy right now, leap and see what happens. David is, you know, I mean, David ain't said all that. That's just me paraphrasing. But I'm just, I'm the point, I'm breaking it down for you. In other words, that's that's how David's feeling right now. David's like, man, I ain't worried about it. Too, really? I am not concerned. I am not concerned. Oh, my God. He says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He said, I'm comforted because why? I know the Lord is with me. He said, I know the Lord. When he says, I'm not worried about all this mess y'all doing. Y'all running around here doing all this. Ain't silly. You're doing all this silly stuff and foolishness. Go around here all chaotic and panicking and acting silly. Go around here shooting and killing and robbing one another and raping and killing and going all this stupidness. And you're frustrated with one another. And you're going around here. You're scared and fear because you got this episode going on. You got that pandemic going on. And you run around here frantic. But... David said, guess what? He said, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He said, I ain't worried about it. He said, because I got the comforts of that of the Lord. The power. And, and what, what I'm worried for. He says, you prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemy. Mm, my God. In the presence of my enemy. He said, so what, what I'm... In other words, me, he said, in the midst of what's going on, these people right here trying to kill me and whatever, he said, I can sit down and I can dine in peace. Because I ain't worried about it because you have set a table before me. You prepare a table before me in the presence, he said, of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He said, I got it. He said, I am anointed to be healthy. I shall heal from anything that would try to come forth to inflame against me and that of sickness, illness, and disease. Craziness, mentally. <laughs> he must say, I'm good. Because I am anointed. He said, you have anointed my head with oil. And then he says, check this out. He said, my cup overflows. Meaning that, hey, I am blessed with abundance. So I'm in need of nothing right now. I'm not going to be in need of nothing because my cup overflows. See, y'all got to read in between what, what he, my Rosa. And it says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
He said, everything that, you know, that is of you, it's going to follow me. The rest of my life, no matter what's going on. I know that everything that is of you, Lord, is following me. It's with me. It's my companion. It dwells with me. It fellowships with me. I, the rest of my life. Because I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. You know, David, David, David was deep without being deep. Truthfully. David was deep without being deep and so surreal. You know, and I know a lot of people can, you know, can say, well, you know, Paul was this and Peter was that. Yeah. And, and but, you know, to, to, to really to lay all that to rest, I'm going to say this right here. They all were good in that of their respectful lanes and that of their respectful ministerial territories. Because, see, they all had their own ministerial territories. You feel me what I'm saying? And so they all were good and they all were, were, were working what was given unto them to work. They did what they were given to do and with much respect in that of their own territorial areas, ministerial territories. You understand what I'm saying? So when you when you have given something, when God has laid upon your heart to do something, don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't worry about what somebody's doing to your right, to your left, behind you, in front of you. You focus on what God has given you. And you, when you work what God has given you to work, that's associated to the assignment that he has given unto you to do, then you too will be great within that of your ministerial territory. And your ministerial territory will spread and touch many people. It will be fruitful. You get what I'm saying? You cannot try to duplicate yourself to what someone else is doing. Unless it's given unto you in that of God to say, hey, I want you to go reach out to these people over here and I want you to see what they're doing in the way of this. Now, if God said, I want you to see what they're doing when it comes to acquiring homes for those in need, then that's all you need to be trying to do is go over there and see what they're doing concerning acquiring homes for those in need. Not to go over there and see what they're doing concerning you know bible study not to go over there and see what they're doing concerning uh getting money for missions no god says see what they're doing concerning acquiring homes so my point of what i'm trying to make is that you need to stay in the lane that has been given unto you provided unto you to stay in and work the knowledge that god has given unto you to stay in that lane and to work the ministerial territory that has been given and blessed on you to be over I am an encourager. I encourage people. That's just so I'm not gonna sit there and be trying to prophesy. I'm not. Gonna, why would I? What? What? what why? What? No. That's not in me to do. Now, if it's laid upon my heart, something to say to you, I'm gonna say it. You know, my 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 bishop said one time before. He said this a couple of times. He said we all. Uh, a prophets in our own in our own way and that of God and through that of God because we're we're, we're we're from time to time we may be given a, ro a word to say to someone but you can't necessarily say that as a prophet but God has laid upon your heart to speak something to that person 
You speak it and you move on. Doesn't make you a prophet. Doesn't set you up to be a prophet. If you if you <laughs> if you were not bestowed those gifts, and you you will know it if you were. You'll know it. You will know it. Just like any other gift that's bestowed to anyone else, they know what the gift is. When they start reading about gifts and have an understanding about what gifts are and how they, they'll know. But my brothers and sisters, I'm just simply saying to you here what the word said, what, what, what David said here. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. So my brothers, I talked earlier going into the message and that of the intro. I said about not giving up. I said about when you have things that are heavy upon your heart and, you know, you're sitting each day and you're trying to sort some things out. You know, at the end of the day, you ask, you know, you sit and you say, well, you know, today was a good day or today was not a good day. You know, your mind is constantly trying to wrap around the things that are taking place. And you're, you're trying to figure out, should I continue to keep pursuing this? Or should I continue to be involved in, involved in this, not be involved? We worry about what we will have, not have. We worry about what we will accomplish and not accomplish. But David sat and truly understood that the Lord is my shepherd. He said, I like nothing. So in having that mindset, now this is what I'm getting to. In having that mindset, David was able to focus on what his assignment was. See, he had all these things going on around him. People trying to kill him. Mostly Saul was trying to kill him. He got people out trying to kill him. He had all this stuff going. He was called this. He was called that. You know, oh, he's an adulterer. He was this. He was that. Oh, he was crazy. He dancing in the middle of the court with naked. He's crazy. Talking about worshiping some God. It, he had all kinds of stuff going on. Okay. Had you know had had another you know another another another, another um, country come in and, and and rob and plunder and 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 and, and kill and you know and he had to go after these. It's so much that. That took place with David. But see, David could sit and say this right here. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. Even in the midst of when he had nothing. <laughs> when the man that he fought alongside of dying. Got, got, got killed and got ambushed and robbed and plundered and women got killed and, and raped and taken and you know and it, he stood there in front of, he could really have the mentality to say hey I'm finna go get these jokers yo who, who coming <laughs> he, you know you know, said so I lost everything but David had the mindset of knowing that the Lord is my shepherd I like nothing so meaning though, even though I we we might be don't got the tight, we don't got it and all this right, but look, hey, guess what, man? I I don't like anything because I'm gonna need what I need to go and get these jokers. To go behind them and take back what they took from us. And and I, and, and how much do you wanna bet that it wasn't really so much about the spoils of that that they took that he was really that much concerned about. They took women and children, man. They took wives and sisters, daughters. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, I believe that that was more valuable to David than the, the you know, whatever gold and whatever, you know, spoils that they had that they might have gotten from somewhere else. You know, not that that probably wasn't valuable, but just think about it. 
you don't took my kindering. You know, you don't you don't took the people that I hold dear to me. And I know at that moment David had to be thinking, well, okay, well, the Lord is my shepherd. And if I say I like no good thing, then I'm pretty sure he's going to bless me to have what I need to go after these jokers, overtake them, and take back what they don't took from me. And guess what? He had what he needed to go after them, overtake them, and take back what was taken from him. My brothers and sisters, don't give up. We, we, we look at what this country that we live in, if you're in the United States or if you, no matter what country you're in and you're hearing my voice, you're receiving this podcast. I don't know truthfully what's going on in your land, what's going on in your, in your house, in, you know, in your shelter, in your dwellings or in your neighborhood, in your community, in your town, in your city, in your, 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 your county, your, 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 your state, your country. Your nation, your wherever you at, but I do know that we all are faced with life issues, and we all have been faced with those moments where we want to just throw in the towel. We feel like we have nothing to live for. We feel like we have been unable to accomplish or to gain anything, and we feel like we are nobodies. Well, I'm here to tell you right now. This is what David says. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. So I'm telling you right now, the Lord is our shepherd and you like nothing. Because whatever you're in need of, he will, he will provide it for you. He will provide it for you not only, but it will be in abundance. And it will be in the moment, it will be at the right opportunity that it is needed. You hear what I'm saying? You, damn my shit old son. The Lord will come through for you. He will watch over you. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will allow his knowledge to flow unto you. And he will refuel you with that of his strength. And he will excite you and bestow upon you the renewing joy that he brings forth each and every coming of the new day. The Lord is our shepherd. And my brothers and sisters, we like no good thing. You hear what I'm saying? It's your both on my shot. Alrighty, my brothers and sisters, uh, that notification was letting me know that we're at that moment in the show where it's time to bring forth the spiritual food for thought uh, for this week. Uh, the spiritual food for thought for this week is, the Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Once again, this week's spiritual food for thought. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Now think about that. 
Think about that. This, this is this is this is another one of those spiritual food for thought moments. This is another one of those passages, another one of those scriptures that you really think about it. And, and, and think about where that applies to you right now in that of your life's walk. Think about it. Because, see, right now, I can tell you where it applies to me, man. I, it helps me right now. It does. Because, you know, I'm going through some things right now myself. I'm asking, like, why don't I have this? Why I don't have this? Why I don't have that? Why I've been unable to do this? Why I've been able, unable to grab hold of that? And when I look at that and it says that the Lord is my shepherd, I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. I sit and think about that. It says I like nothing. And I have to think about it and say, have I not had what I needed? Am I, do I not have a shelter to keep me on? Have I not been somewhere where I've been able to stay safe? I'm not in, out in the weather, you know, getting all wet and, you know, and, 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 and drenched all up or, you know, I'm able to stay cool when the moments need for me to stay cool. I'm able, you know, I'm able to stay warm when the moments need for me to stay warm. I'm able to be in a, in a, in a place where it's safe when that moment comes where I need to be somewhat safe. I've been able to eat when I need to be, you know, to eat when I'm hungry. I've had plenty to drink. To quench my thirst. I have no lack of money. You know. I may not have millions at the moment. <laughs> you notice why I say that now. You notice what I said. I may have not have millions at the moment. That means right, right now at this moment. I may not have it. But that don't mean I won't. You see what I'm saying. I am not blocking the blessings of me receiving millions of dollars or billions or trillions of dollars I receive it into that of myself in the name of Jesus the full blessings of that of my heavenly father's resources of that of his kingdom are mine and I receive it in the name of Jesus my brothers and sisters you like no good thing. The Lord is our shepherd. Hear that. You hear what I'm saying? Perceive that. Receive that. And walk in it. Let that lay upon you and meditate on you. You hear me? Oh my God. Some of all parts of this week's message is quoted from Psalms 23. And that's 1 through 6 in the NIV. Once again, some of all parts of this week's message is quoted from Psalms 23, 1 through 6 in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the week, you can go over to Facebook. Uh, you will find us there as Encouragement Daily Blog. Also, IG as Encouragement Daily Blog. Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog, and Tumblr is the same way. And then, my brothers and sisters, if you'd like to just sit back and just listen to some nice, encouraging words come forth, you can check out the podcast uh, that is seated and rooted 
on anchor.fm and we are there as encouragement daily podcast once again that's anchor.fm encouragement daily podcast uh my brothers and sisters uh as i'm winding down from this message for this week i know it was a brief message i know that the intro was longer than what the message was the actual heart of the content of this message the content of scriptures that i brought before you but i believe that it speaks for itself. I truly believe that. And just me reading that to you. Those scriptures. That just in hearing that alone. Is enough to excite you. Enough to refuel you and energize you. And get you to understand that the Lord is truly. Our shepherd. Now. We think about a lot of things and we deal with a lot of things throughout life. We're undergoing some stuff right now. A lot of us, everybody's undergoing something. But to hear these words and to really put ourselves in a mindset of what David was at and the things that he's going through. When I read this passage, the Lord is my shepherd, I like nothing. And David tells us, he says, he makes me lie down in green passes. He leads me beside quiet waters. And see, you know, I think to myself that that means he got me. He's he watching over me. And I, I, I don't like nothing. Any good thing that is going to be provided unto me. And then, you know, he allows me, he makes me to lie down quietly and peacefully in, in green meadows. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like that. And then also he leads me beside quiet waters. Meaning that. Hey. You know. Although there may be storms going on around me. Although there may be chaos and drama taking place. And uncertainty. The Lord leads me. <laughs> beside quiet waters. That means that he's going to lead me in such a way. That it's going to seem quiet and peaceful. He's going to guide me through all that chaos. And, and all that uncertainty. And all the drama that everybody keep wanting to try to bring forth, he's going to guide me through it. And it's going to seem like he's leading me beside quiet waters. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all better get to understand and break this thing down. I'm bad. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Mm, my God, my God. We, we, we really have to allow ourselves to, to, to really begin to have the mindset of what David is saying. You know what I'm saying? You know, and the way he was at where he, where these words came forth. You know, to see God laid things upon his heart and, you know, he wrote this. And, and, and my brothers and sisters, we can't let the world damper our light. We cannot let the world dictate our lives. Because see, we are we are spiritual beings. And although we may be in this fleshly vessel, and yes, there are laws that govern this land. And you know, God wants us to be obedient and and, and rightfully so unto these laws, but at the same time, at the same time, my brothers and sisters. Live your life as that of Christ. Okay? 
Live your lives as those made alive in Christ. You know, um, live your life right. Be right and be respectful and be mindful and humble and meek unto that of authority and to others. Be compassion, be your compassion, kindness, consideration, generosity. Have a good, strong humility towards, I mean, have it. You, you ain't got none. You need to have some. You act crazy towards one another. You need to stop that. Okay, I, and I speak to those who, even if you don't believe, you say, man, I don't believe in that Jesus stuff. I don't believe in God. Who God? God, please, man. God ain't never did nothing for me. You know, some of us will do that, and we'll have that mindset like that, and we'll say words like that. God, who, God, God, man, please, God ain't never did nothing for me. Jesus, Jesus wasn't around when I needed. So you think. You know, we get upset and get discouraged because things don't go down the way we think they should go down. But, never, you know, we never sat back and thought that, okay, is there a reason why I did We never thought that maybe, okay, it was, that was not the time. We never thought that maybe there was bigger things that were taking place. Or that that needed to take place so something else could happen. So you could truly get the breakthrough. And that God could get the glory. But we don't think like that sometimes. You know, I can't explain everything. I ain't gonna say that. There's a lot of things I probably can't explain at all. But I know what's on my heart. And I, and, I, and I tell everybody, you, okay, you, you may not believe in God, you may not believe in Jesus, you may not know or believe that he's, you know, this one and only true living son. You Okay, you don't believe in all that, you don't take the heat of that. You know, I. he gave everybody free will, so it's your free will to not believe it or not want to believe. But I say to you this right here, live your life. As those made alive in Christ. And I'm just simply saying my brothers and sisters. Do right by one another. Be nice and kind to one another. Be generous and have some generosity towards one another. Have some patience and some love. You know that, that really truly supposed to bind all these things that I've mentioned. And even more. That's supposed to bind it together. That's like the ultimate thing right there. That you care and love one another in that of Christ. But I've also said that even, you know, that's not an easy, you know, it's not an easy task because the flesh loves no one but itself. So in order to love someone as that of Christ, then you have to do it through that of Christ. You have to lay down the flesh in order to do it. But if you live your life right. Stay away from doing things that are wrong, that are evil, and treat each other with some kindness and respect, some gentleness, and love, and caring. And just try to do right. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't have no, 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 no evil intentions, uh, agenda. Stay away from things that are, you know, are negative. You know, you're not trying to bring harm upon nobody. You're not trying to bring a bruise on, on nobody. You're not trying to do things that are not that are not right. Live your life right. You know, and I know, you know, I'm not saying anything that nobody else hasn't said before that if we could just do a few little things, this world would be a better place. 
And I believe that's true. You know, you have some evil people in the world. People who just, they just bent on doing wrong. They just, they just bent on doing it. They don't care. And, and a lot of times they'll mislead you into thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, I, I'm going to do right. And you think they're going to do right, man, the whole time. Why, they, why you think they're doing right? Why they might be trying to, they might be showing you that they're doing right. But at the same time, behind your back, with the other hand, they, 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 you know, they're doing things that are conniving. They're doing things that are evil. They're doing things that, you know, that are in deceitfulness and, But my brothers and sisters, we are in a time right now to where we need to be mindful of everything taking place. So don't give up. I will not sit here and tell you that life is all a bed of roses and that it's milky and creams, sipping on every day. It's not. No, it's not. Life is real and life is hard, but so is Christ. He's real and his love is hard. It will come down hard. And there's no resisting. It Love conquers all things. And we, we, we need to really just stay focused on the things that are laid upon our hearts to do. And don't give up. No matter how long it may seem it's taking. No matter when it seems like there's moments where you think, man, this ain't working. You know, this ain't this ain't happen this ain't helping. I don't see no results. You don't see no manifestation. Still, keep going. Don't give up. Cause see, you 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 can be right at that moment of your breakthrough and you decide to give up. You can be right that second. I'm literally like a nanosecond from everything just Coming forth in that of God in a strong abundance of manifestation, and then you just throw in the towel and boom. So that's why I say don't give up. Things are working behind the scene that we have no way of comprehending. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Do not let your soul be thrown in. Keep fighting. Amen. Keep fighting. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. A song of David. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. That is it for me today. Uh, I thank you for your time given unto receiving of this message and all the other uh, podcast episodes that have come forth and that which is still yet to come. I thank you for that you put aside adequate time to be received of these blessed, encouraging messages that are the words of God. And may your life be more blessed because of it. And as we Continue upon this day. May the rest of your day be joyful. May it be memorable in that of goodness and wholesomeness and prosperity. May you continue to flow in that of healthiness. And may your hearts be generous 
as that of Christ. And until next time we meet, my brothers and sisters, don't give up. Don't give up.